Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Pillar Podcast, the podcast that brings you great Catholic conversation. In this case, more than once a week, because this is a bonus episode of The Pillar Podcast brought to you by your host, Pillar co-founder and editor-in-chief, J.D. Flynn, and my podcasting partner, Ed Condon. Ed, welcome to the bonus episode. Welcome to the bonus zone, Ed. Ed, welcome to the bonus zone. Ah, the bonus zone isn't nearly as cool sounding as the danger zone. No, not, neither the danger zone nor the no spin zone TM nor any other kind of zone or discovery zone. Wait, you, you, you're English, obviously, Ed, and um, and so you may not have um, had this experience. Can you hear do, my do, eyes rolling every time you say that. Are you familiar with something from our youth? I I don't know if it was simply a regional thing. Maybe there was the only one, but there were so many commercials, or if it was all across America. But was there a sort of children's play place, um, indoor playground? Really, the first indoor playground. I think that I was aware of other than Chuck E. Cheese called the discovery zone in your neck of the woods, the, the, I, the state not, in which you lived before you moved to England. I, I am not familiar with that in, in my brief time, um, growing up in Chicago until the age of around nine or 10, uh, I was only aware of, we didn't have Chuck E. Cheese. We had showbiz pizza. Oh, uh, I see. and I, I went there twice. And honestly, I, it was like being, being granted a glimpse of the beatific vision and, I, I just couldn't believe that such things, such places existed. And, <laughs> you know, you, you spend all of you. Are, are you familiar with the legend of the Hashashim? Uh, let's pretend that I'm not for the sake of our listeners. Okay. The Hashashim were, were the assassins, the original assassins. And from them, we get the word assassin. Um, and basically how they would uh, train them, at least as I've understood the legend, is that they had a sort of mountain fortress and, and they would drug up the, the postulants, more or less, um, and take them to a garden that was, you know, full of beautiful fruit and fountains and everything and, and lovely women and everything and sort of walk them around and give them a tour and then, um, take them out again. And then when they sort of came out of their, their haze say, Oh, well, that was a, that was a glimpse of the heaven that awaits you, uh, mm -hmm. if you should die in the service of one of your missions. Mm -hmm. And so they spent the rest of their lives committed to their missions in the hope of reattaining the beatific vision. So as a nine-year-old, that was pretty much how I felt about showbiz pizza. I see. I see. Well, um, showbiz pizza was what uh, sounds interesting, and 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 I like to go there. Um, the 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 place that I was referencing was a sort of indoor playground. I suppose maybe only in the tri-state area, or maybe even only in New Jersey. But it was called Discovery Zone, and I never had a glimpse. I I I my you know my younger sister went to some birthday parties there, so I suppose I was probably like Moses, you know, never always sort of anticipating but never entering. The promised land and then my sister played the role of joshua and did but i can it's one of those jingles that i still hear you know what i mean the commercial for discovery zone and i suspect anyone who grew up in the in the late 80s and early 1990s in the tri-state area may well remember the jingle as well because it's the, the sort of thing that gets in your ear and now you know nigh on these near 30 years later i can recall it um with with uh, with with perfect recall um should i should i have oh, you never forget a good jingle from me i mean showbiz pizza where a kid can be a kid i i remember it very well yeah, I'm going DZ. It's Discovery Zone. Discover what I can do on my own. Yeah, so, but I never, never went. At any rate, um, this and presumably is you were never there alone. I would imagine there were other people, but on my own, I suppose the notion was like, here is a place where I. This was a sort of indoor playground that was framed as um, a warehouse of child development opportunities, as was the case in those times. It was not acceptable simply to suggest, hey, this is a really fun place for kids to play and you should give us $12 and let your kid play there. It had to be this is some sort of enrichment for your child and therefore you should feel good about taking your child there and flipping through a magazine while they play there, which I, I think is perfectly fine and doesn't need justification, but I know for some it might. Uh, yeah, I remember that that period of time. Everything this, had to be a betterment experience. Righto. 
This is not a Bannerman experience, this episode of the podcast. This is a bonus episode of the Pillar podcast that is wholly devoted to the fact that we recorded this week a rather serious episode of the podcast um, because we had some rather serious things to discuss and we felt that that was important. But we know that you, our loyal listeners, um, don't listen just for the serious topics which need to be discussed and which are important and which should be discussed, but you also listen for, um, well, for the fun. And, uh, and we didn't want you to miss out on the, the kinds of things that you often look for um, simply because we had um, the kind of serious episode that um, in, in which inclusion of such things would not be appropriate. And so we decided it was the right time for a bonus episode of just a little bit with just a couple of games. So um, if you um, are the sort who fast forward through the games and banter, this is not the episode for you. But if you are the sort who revels in the games and banter, this is the episode just for you. Let's get to it, shall we? It's a very special episode. You a could very say. special episode. Now, in the Ed, danger we, zone. <laughs> we were, uh, you and I uh, were in Rome last weekend for, uh, for, um, for fi- I mapped it out, I think for 51 hours we were in Rome. We flew into Rome on uh, Friday around midday and we left um, in the early afternoon on Sunday. So um, if my calculations are correct, and I believe they are, we were in Rome for uh, around about 51 hours, which is a pretty short amount of time for a transatlantic flight and for me a transcontinental flight and then a transatlantic flight but nevertheless that was the uh the the thing which we did and uh, we didn't have a whole lot of time to roam around uh, as it were while we were in Rome but we did um we were working but we did you know make some time for example to eat and drink coffee and do the sort of things that one does when one is in Rome and to go to go to mass to pray to make some pilgrimage stops as well yeah i i it was um so far as it's possible to make good use of 50 hours in Rome or 51 hours in Rome or whatever, I feel that we, we did that. We saw some, we saw some interesting people. We saw some interesting places. Uh, we ate some good food. Uh, I, I, if we'd had longer, I like to feel that I would have had a, a relaxing and refreshing stay in the hotel at which we stayed, um, which was by no means ritzy, but was by. Uh, I really every- like the. Well, I do too. I, I'd never stayed there before. I was aware of it, um, but I'd never stayed there before, and I was I was very very pleased with what I. See. It's exactly the kind of hotel you you want to know you can rely on in Rome. You can Rome. rely on exactly. That's exactly and, right. Yes, yeah, so. you know that's important, and everyone there knows your name, which you know that's is um, right. amazing to me. Uh, mm-hmm. They that they knew, and I think we even had the place to ourselves because you know pandemic being what it is, there's still yeah, not a lot of people yeah, traveling, exactly. and you should go to Italy if you can because it seems that um, there is a great need for pilgrims to um, go to Italy and the Italians would be very grateful well, for you. And I will say this about um, the the difficulties of U.S. to Italian travel right now because of the COVID and, um, you know, all of the all of the sort of added precautions and safety measures and everything is, I mean, no one um, would pretend that wearing a mask on a nine and a half hour flight is a picnic. It's not. Um, no, we that, were irritated with it. Yeah. That well, not just irritated; it's just uncomfortable. It's difficult to breathe, and after nine hours, you know, cabin air is not brilliant in and of itself. So that was no picnic. But I'll tell you what I was really concerned about was um, it had been made clear to us, and it seemed to be the travel advisory that you know, you getting into Italy was not particularly a problem, particularly if you um, were vaccinated and all that sort of stuff. But that coming out, you were going to need a negative coronavirus test you might not be able to get out it was a real hotel california situation yeah that you needed a negative coronavirus test performed within a certain number of hours prior to your flight leaving um and it couldn't just be any old one there were some that were approved and some that were not and i was i'll be honest when we were going over there i was kind of like is this where the wheels are going to come off you know are is is this you know we're going to just be floundering around rome just sort of you know clutching at people's sleeves going do you know where i can get a coronavirus test hey, but man, actually hey, man, it was, you got a test yeah exactly um but actually they made it incredibly 
easy. They've done a they've yeah. done a fabulous job. That you know the Italian pharmacies had like a tent outside that you could just line up, pay your twenty euros, get the uh-huh. test. They'd print you out the certificate right there. I mean, it was incredibly user friendly. I was yeah. I was really surprised. It was they made it very very easy. The yeah. airport did not make it very very easy for you to show them your negative test and right. get on the plane. But airports are airports, and we'll come on to that later. Indeed. Okay. Well, what we are going to do, because we're in Rome, the reason I brought that up is um, not for no reason, but um, because we are going to play some Roman-themed games. I have prepared a game for you, and you have prepared a game for me. And by a predetermined flip of a coin, um, I will present my game to you first, and uh, then you will present your game to me. Very good. Well, Ed, with that said, are you ready to play Rome, yes or no? Yes. Now, dear listeners, if you're not familiar with um, our little game that we like to call Yes or No, the rules are incredibly simple. Um, I will uh, read uh, to Ed a list of things um, that he might be interested in, and um, he will simply respond without um, sort of protracted analysis, but with his first instinct or first reaction, yes or no. So essentially in the affirmative or in the negative with regard to these Rome-themed things, which I will present to him. It's rather like when the CDF respond to a to a dubium. Right, exactly. That's, you just I get a yes is, or no. I think that is. I think that. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's fair. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ed. Cacio e Pepe. Yes. All right. Peroni. Yes. Cobblestone. Yes. This is really moving right along in the affirmative. A Roman holiday. No. Really. This is the film you're referencing? The film, the... yeah. Why is that? Just, it's not my thing. It's not my jam. Have you seen it? I have. I'm a married man. Of course, I've seen Roman Holiday. <laughs> and you know Gregory Peck is in it? I'm aware Gregory Peck is in it. I'm aware Audrey Hepburn is in it. I have no objections either to Mr. Peck or Miss Hepburn. I, it's just, I didn't, you know, it's it's not my kind of film. I, I'm not, it's not a criticism. I, I just, you know. Hey, Roman Holiday's on. You want to watch it? Nah. Yeah, man, that sounds great. Let's do it. I like the scene where they're on the Vespa and stuff. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Uh, you've only gotten one wrong thus far. Uh, S- Swiss Guardsman. Yes. The Treffy Fountain. No. Angels Unaware. Mm, yes. Well, do you know what this is? This is the, the uh, isn't it an artistic motif in a lot of the stuff? What I'm referencing, I'm not going to say no, because then some art historian will write to me to say that, in fact, you are completely correct, and how can I ever contradict you, et cetera, et cetera. But what I am thinking of, Ed, is um, the uh, the piece of sculpture in St. Peter's Square. I, I don't think it's still there, actually, because I don't think it was a permanent exhibit, but the piece oh, of sculpture, oh, the, which of was the, the boat. Uh, of the boat uh, yeah, with the mic. Oh, 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 various kinds of people who were migrating. That's still there. Was there a way there? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I like it very much. I know it was yes. sort of controversial, and people sort of... But I like it very much. I think it's. I like it. I got. Yeah. I got no problem with that. Carabinieri. No. Roman McDonald's. No. Really? That no. is. You are. That is a lie. If no, you, no. If there was something I was getting on a plane to get away from, it would be McDonald's. Why would you go? What kind of barbarian? What kind of cultural savage goes all the way to Rome? And is surrounded where the, at the at the lowest trattoria you can get better food than you can get in the best restaurant in D.C. And you go, you know what I really need? A 
Big Mac. I'm sorry. <laughs> These people, if you are going to Rome and you are going to McDonald's, then I, I don't know how to help you. I really don't. You may I be beyond you. salvation. I'm not saying I you are because that is up to the Lord, but you might be. I hear you. And no one who has listened to the show ever before is surprised by your response. But I think that you're lying. I don't know whether you're lying um, just to me as an affectation or whether you're lying to yourself as a sort of I'm internal not. affectation. But let me tell you why I think, in fact, why I know you're lying, um, because I do. Um, you spend much of our 51 hours in Rome at grousing. That may come as some surprise to you. You may think that you were entirely pleasant company the entire time. But in fact, uh, you spent much of our 51 hours in Rome grousing. And one of the pivotal points of your grouse, I, th- I believe grousing, I believe I heard four separate rants about this, was your frustration with being able to obtain um, simply, uh, quickly, without the sort of fuss and rigmarole that comes with stopping in an Italian cafe of some kind, a cup of coffee. And you didn't mean, you didn't mean an espresso, uh, you didn't even really mean an Americano that you had to order and then wait for a waiter to present to you and then have to signal the waiter to get him to bring you the bill so that you could pay the bill so that you could get that. You spent most of your time in Rome grousing about your inability to walk into a place and walk out with a steaming hot large cup of coffee. And so whether you know it or not, the place at which you could have obtained that at any of the time you were grousing is Roman McDonald's, which whether or not you realize you ought to appreciate, you ought to appreciate because based upon your grousing, it has precisely the sort of thing you're after in Rome. A little break from the lowest trattoria and its fine food for the comfort thing that you actually want, a big freaking cup of coffee. Let me let me explain to you why Please I will do. not accept this. And it is because the fault there lay with our itinerary and with my human weakness. <laughs> the fault there is not with Rome. Rome has a particular culture and that's how they do their coffee and it's excellent coffee. And if we weren't there for only 51 hours and I wasn't screaming jet lag and felt like I had sandpaper coating the inside of my eyelids and we were trying very and working till what, two in the morning on at least Mm -hmm. one occasion, both occasions, I believe. It was only because of that that I I felt the need for basically an IV of strong coffee uh, all day long. But you did, and it was but right the there fault, for you. And no, now you're I turning up your nose. I'm, I'm just I saying don't, you're I don't turning care. up your nose are precisely the golden arches that wanted to offer you the thing that you want. And I did. And I, I wish to I wish to submit this as evidence that I have the courage of my convictions. I was not unaware <laughs> of where the McDonald's was relative to uh, where we were. I could have gone there anytime I want, and I didn't. And you know why? It's because it's a terrible thing. It should be wiped off the face of the map. Yes, that terrible thing which offers you the thing which you uh, so desperately wished for as to grouse at me the entire time. Well, Ed, seeing as how you have such a preference for um, Italian food culture, I have no doubt what your answer will be for the next one. Pizzetti di Cavallo. Yes. Yes? Yes. Pizzetti di Cavallo. Hard yes. And why don't you tell our listeners, Ed, just for their edification, what it is that you are giving a hard yes to? Don't know. Don't care. I'll try it. <laughs> don't know. Don't care. But you say yes. Of course. It's, JD, because you've been to many restaurants. And when in Italy. And and no, 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 no. It, this isn't even just when in Rome. This is just a general premise. If you're in a place that you know is famous for having good food, which is, I would argue, most of Europe, um, you, if people offer you something that sounds like you don't understand it, unless you have like a deathly food allergy, just say yes. Only good things right. will happen. I mean, what's well, the, what is that? What is it you're gonna? What is it they're gonna give you? I mean, is there anything? You've eaten in many Roman restaurants. Is there anything that sends a chill down your spine harder yeah. and faster than the sound of you know some nasal family behind you going, 
Oh, I don't know. What is this? I don't like it. Do you have a cheeseburger? No, just say yes. Whatever they've said. The special of the day is this. I want it. fine because I'm happy when anyone travels to any place that is – that is enriching to them in any way in a, in a sense. Yeah, but you don't go all that way to have a McDonald's cheeseburger. Rosetti di Cavallo, which you have consented to, Ed, translates to pieces of horse meat, which is an, uh, a, a, a dish of um, a, a sort of tomato and horse-based dish in which the uh, horse meat is simmered in tomato sauce along with, you know, probably a mirepoix and some garlic probably. And I think there's some chilies in it because it's a little bit spicy. Simmered, 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 simmered until that equine dish is nice and tender. So um, – my enthusiasm uh, is only no, amplified, J.D. I have eaten Dicavallo. horse meat before. I'll yes. do it again. There you have it. All right. Well, okay. There's no judgment here. Frangolini di Bosco, after you enjoy your horse meat, Ed, would you like some Frangolini di Bosco? Absolutely. And uh, to go, which, of course, are little The little strawberries of the forest, J.D. Forest, which I believe, actually, I, I'm not. Sh- I, I'm pretty sure that I have Frangolini growing in my own backyard, wild strawberries. Not Debosco, but the yard, Frangolini the yard. I'm pretty sure because there are these little red berries that look a lot like Frangolini that grow in my backyard, and I do eat them, and I have not thus far healed over. So I'm pretty sure they're wild strawberries. Um, you can get I, in like them to be. some places in Italy. I don't know if it's regional. It may be. I have only had it in one region, and it wasn't Rome. Um, but you can get in some places a strawberry pizza where they will give you um, strawberries, mascarpone mm. cheese, um, and then uh, a little balsamic vinegar and sometimes a little black pepper on basically a pizza crust. And it's as a dessert, and it's delightful. That sounds great. Campari. Oh, yeah. Hard yes. And then add one more. It's not exactly Roman themes, but I'm throwing it in because it's the theme of the day. The Cleveland Guardians. No. This is the new name of um, the Cleveland baseball team, which has changed its name in recent years and announced today its new name, Cleveland Guardians. You're not a Guardians fan. No. Well, all right. There you have it. Ed, thank you very much for playing Rome Yes or No. What do you got for me? I, I have a little round of, of greater or lesser theme, oh, themed around our better best, our as I tri- like to call it. Tell the you do insist on calling it something else. I went to all the trouble of inventing a game and giving it a pithy name, and you <laughs> immediately insist on doing something else. So good, you better, are best. You are required. Never better, best. So the good is better, and the better is best. Well, you except that's not – stop it. Um, no, except that you have to, you do have to rank these things. Um, X is greater than Y is greater than Z, but you can also do lesser. X is lesser than Do I have y. to say Z or can I just say Z like a person? You could actually use just the third noun that I'm going to give you. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, J.D., rank for me, please, airports. Um, JFK, Fumicino, and Denver. Oh... The Mile High is a great airport and my home airport. It's, it's a great airport, I believe, in and of itself. I know some people criticize it, but I think it is efficient and it has I, – I, I suspect you know about the sort of um, weird set of urban legends that has grown up around the Denver International Airport um, about, it, about it having sort of odd Masonic ties and all kinds of other things and uh, underground fortresses in, in the event of some sort of inevitable cataclysm, etc. So um, it is both my home inter- airport and an airport with an interesting history. So I will go with that. Uh, next up would be Fiumicino for a few reasons. One, it's in Italia, and that's a place where I like to be. Um, two, I like how the um, w- when you're in the sort of international departures sort of area, I like how there's that upstairs area with all of those places where you can kind of sit more easily and get something to eat outside and of the hustle and bustle. And it's a giant, giant ceiling. It's open air yeah. effectively. It, you it don't is open feel... air effectively. Oh, and I, I like that the, this this area where there are all these – you you might call it a food court, I guess. I don't know. But I like that this area where there are a number of places to get something to eat is, is uh, 
removed from the main corridor in which people are sort of bustle, hustling and bustling to their flights so that one is not sort of jostled by that as one is um, enjoying one's food. And at the same time, not so removed that it's often an area where you can't um, keep your ear open for any announcements about your own flight or even observe potentially your own gate, depending on where your gate is. I really think that's a great layout, and I like that it's open air. So Fiumicino, and then um, I, uh, JFK is the second rated, my second rating of airports in the um, tri-state area, which is to say I would say Newark, JFK, LaGuardia, but um, you haven't asked me to do that. So in this set of airports, I would say uh, 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 JFK is the third of those. JFK is, in fact, the worst airport I have ever flown in and out of. <laughs> and and I'm including in that Minneapolis, where I have never yet successfully made a connection. That's how badly designed their airport is. JFK is so bad, you can't actually walk or get a shuttle from one terminal to another that you are required, when making connection, to leave the airport, get an external train to the next terminal, and then go back through security. These people are... I, I don't know if that was user error or not. I don't know. I had to do it twice. True. But again, I don't know if it was user error or not. Anyway, what else you got for me? Okay. Um, when when you are flying, JD, and you are flying transatlantic and overnight, and you have to be alert and ready the next day, um, what is your preference for the plane? Tylenol, PM, a large helping of gin, or no sleep, power on through? Oh, <laughs> I really like to take some Tylenol, PM, and then pass out as soon as the plane takes off and then wake up fully rested when the plane lands. I'm not always successful at it for a few reasons. One of which is like, you know, if I have a chatty neighbor or something like that, or if I you not, talk to people on airplanes. Uh, yeah. I mean, not oh always. Sometimes Lord. if people talk to me, Oh, if people talk to me, saying. I call a stewardess. I, I <laughs> Oh my uh, God. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I would say Tylenol PM, no sleep power through the gin thing. And I'll tell you why. If the gin thing doesn't work, if you don't fall, if you have a couple of drinks and you don't fall asleep, then when you get off the plane, you will have the experience of having um, a headache. Um, dare I say, if you had way too much of it, a hangover, a, a headache or a hangover, coupled with the brightness of the sun and the challenge of navigating in a foreign land. Um, I'll tell you a story. Uh, some years ago, I flew uh, a very long transatlantic flight that took me from, I, I want to say, um, somewhere on the East Coast, I don't remember the details, but to Central Europe. So it was a, one of the, a, a, a relatively long transatlantic flight as those things go. I, I got off the plane in a Central European country, dare I even say an Eastern European country. I got off the plane in an Eastern European country, not having slept, somewhat dazed, um, a little bit out of it, and uh, walked um, through customs. You know, I, I only carried on a bag, but walked through customs, walked out of the airport knowing that I was going to get a cab to where I was going. Um, was sort of dazed by the sun, looking up, looking around, and bam, Ed, before you knew it, I fell right off a curb. I mean, like, just <clears throat> fell right off a curb. And the airport police came over, ostensibly to help me, but mostly to sort of laugh at this gigantic American who just, like, fell off a curb and collapsed in a <laughs> crumple on the street. And, uh, and, and it was a lesson for me that I never want to leave an airport. I, I never want to walk out of an airport unrested if I can avoid it, because I, I, I did not like the experience of plopping off um, an Eastern Europe cur European curb into the street and uh, and falling down like some sort of a doofus. No, that's fair enough. Um, yes, thank you. I, I, for myself, am a hard no-sleep power through for a couple of reasons in this most recent Isn't language. your stomach hurt? As a result of not sleeping? Yeah. No, my eyes hurt, but you use eye drops and you power through. Um, yeah. And coffee. Uh, but no, I, on our flight, this time I had to write my newsletter because we were landing on Friday morning. So I had to have that ready to go, which we then had to rewrite because no sooner did we land in Rome, they yeah. dropped them on proprio. Yeah. Um, 
so so I had to work. But if I don't have to work, that's me time. I, <laughs> nobody better talk to me. Like, are you kidding me? Nine hours where my phone doesn't work. I can't take calls. I can't receive emails. I can't be asked to do anything. There's no one to talk to me. Like, I can just read books, watch films. I, you got to be kidding me. That's that, That's what I'm in it for. Like the the journey is the destination in many respects. I no way. Fair enough. No way. Okay. So your your next um, your next question, JD, is when in Rome, where do you want to go to mass? St. Peter's Basilica, a local parish, or some cool private chapel? Private chapel. It depends on a lot of factors here, but I'm just going to put it out there. I suppose private chapel, St. Peter's, local parish. Interesting. I would have, I would have thought you're, I mean, whenever we're wandering around Rome, you're usually saying, oh, you know, the story I really want to do is I want to just follow this guy who, you know, organizes bootleg tours of the Sistine Chapel. I want to follow him and I want to see where he lives and go to his. So I thought for sure you were going to be out of the way. Local parish was your first part, your first preference. Yep. You, you have a great interest in humanity, which um, <laughs> alarms me sometimes, but you know, I just, I'd assume that's what you want is we want to be where the locals are. All right. Um, as an American in Rome, um, and I well, like the Roman McDonald's, you know, I mean, which, I, by the way, is full of locals. Full I'm sure locals. it is. I, again, I, anyway, um, okay. So as an American in Rome, uh, you, and again, this is greater or lesser. So you could, you can rank these in, in order of positive magnitude or negative magnitude. I, I want to restate that. So it's not that you have to say you like one better than the other. You can say, I just like all three, but I would like you to rank for me, please. Um, phone on belt. White socks and athletic shoes and khaki shorts. <laughs> well, white socks and athletic shoes can be cool depending on what the sneakers are. I mean, you know, if you get a you got a cool, crisp, clean pair of let's say like white Adidas All Stars with white stripes and a white a pair of white ankle socks. I mean, that is just a great look. I mean, it's a classic look, right? And it's I I would dare I would even say it's in some ways a, a Roman look. So so I'm ranking these, but that is good. I mean, that is in the category of good. And then uh, lesser than that is uh, I, I don't have a problem with shorts, but I recognize the sort of social caveats about shorts and that the sort of person who would never go to a Roman McDonald's has a certain set of judgments about any person who would wear shorts. So let's just say shorts. Um, you painted by, me as broadly anti-shorts here. That's not that, – that, that don't, don't impute my motives. I would that of you. Nope. Followed Ca- by phone on belt, which while I'm sure people think has a convenience factor – I think in addition to the aesthetic issue, if, where my phone on my belt, I would be worried a lot about it falling off and um, breaking. I'd be a lot, worried a lot about someone just grabbing it and running, uh, which seems to me to be an extremely likely possibility. It seems almost like an invitation for thievery. Um, and it feels like, depending on where it was positioned on the belt, anywhere where it would be secure, um, you know, if it were on your back, I guess that would be one thing. But anywhere it would be secure, it would be uncomfortable. So I just, I don't get it. I have a theory. Yes. Um, and admittedly, I have my my sample size is very narrow mm-hmm. and is fairly unscientific. But I have a theory that men who travel abroad and wear their phones on their belts, um, the frequency with which people wear their phones on their belts is um, in inverse proportion to the permissiveness of the firearms carry laws of their home state. So the more restrictive the gun laws in the home state are, the more likely they are to pretend that their phone is a gun and wear it on their belt and look like a dork. This is, again, it's a, it's a theory. I only have partial data on this. Uh, uh, it's probably not a bad one. I'm, I'm definitely open to it. 
I, I've never seen a Texan do this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um, Fair enough. JD, places to stay. <laughs> or an Airbnb. Oh, um, it's better than which I've never stayed at and don't know anything about, but um, it's better than Airbnb. And the, the problem with Airbnb is, it, is, is the degree to which it's a gamble. I mean, like you could end up with something great or, or the pictures don't tell you about the smell. First of all, the smell of the place where I stay at least is extremely important to me. Um, you know, a neutral odor is fine or pleasant aroma is all the better. But, you know, um, uh, the, one must deduce from the pictures of an Airbnb, okay, based upon the location of the windows, do I think this is probably a ground level apartment in which um, there will be a stink? Um, or do I think there might be the, the, there might be a stink for some other reason? One can expect a certain kind of predictability with regard to the aroma, even in a sort of small pilgrim hotel in Rome, like the but with um, but with an Airbnb, there's way too much uh, uncertainty. I mean, not that I'm, yeah, but if you're asking my preference, I, I don't generally prefer it. Plus, um, if I'm in Rome, I'm in Rome to work, and if I'm in Rome to work, I want to be able to be focused on working and not kind of like. Oh, let's let me go to the grocery store so I can get something. You know what I mean? Like I just there are whole features that I'd be paying for it in an Airbnb that I wouldn't be using at all, and features that I'd be losing out on, like the possibility of a continental breakfast or something like that. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, all right, where is the more intimidating place to be received for a meeting? The Apostolic Palace. The Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, or the Governorate of the Vatican City State? Well, I really wouldn't know, um, not having been to meetings in all of those places, but having been to meetings in some of them, I, I, I reject the premise of the question. One problem that I have, I suppose, or one asset that I have, depending on your thing, is that I'm not, this is not, this is not a virtue like, you know, oh, I'm this way because I'm, I only see the person or something like that. I just tend to be aloof to setting not with regard to the aroma of a Airbnb, apparently, but with regard to sort of like, I don't often notice kind of the um, the fancy fixings of a place where I'm having a meeting or not, unless I'm... Well, it could just be the solemnity of the event. Or, I don't know. Or, or I'm not often sort of, um, I'm not often intimidated or impressed by um, circumstances of place and time. So I, for me, I, I, I don't know. I just, uh, n- none of them would seem particularly... Uh, intimidating or otherwise. If I were being called to this, actually, if I were being called to any of them, if I were being summoned, what, what would be intimidating to me is the circumstances of a meeting. So if I were being summoned to a meeting at any of those places, my goodness, I better make sure I had a lawyer with me. But the, the sort of uh, circum, the, the sort of place itself, I would presume that they wanted to give me a medal, maybe or something. I mean, this is obviously a certain kind of uh, a certain kind of absolutely insane way of looking at the world that my first impression would be that they want to give me a medal, whereas your first impression would be that they almost certainly wanted to arrest you. But I think that there's a complementarity between those two perspectives for us. I strongly suspect that our careers will end with you with a medal and me in jail. (laughs) That would not surprise me even slightly. I hope that's not true. (laughs) No, I could see that totally playing out. All right. um, uh, If you're going for lunch, JD, which neighborhood are you going to? Are you going to the Centro Storico? Are you going to Trastevere? Or are you going to Prati? I'll just go where anybody's buying. I don't know about these things. Don't be ridiculous. There's a clear no, order. No, I don't have opinions. There's, no, there's an absolute why order. Tell, why don't you tell us what you think? Well, the correct order is Trastevere because that's where all the fun is. It's mm-hmm. you know it, it's very convenient to the Vatican, but there are it, it's out of the way. It's a little bit rabbit warreny, but there's some excellent places to go for a lunch. There's excellent places to go for drinks pre dinner. 
if you know the right hotels and stuff, you can go up. There's excellent roof terraces with beautiful views because it's sort of, you know, backing up onto the hills that overlook Vatican City. I mean, no, Trista very far and away. Definitely the best place. Prati, just over the river. Lovely. Nice. Don't try and eat in the Centro Historical. It is tourist central. The food will be subpar. Oh, yeah. It, it's, yeah. yeah, don't do it. There's sure. clear order here. Okay, Having but, no opinions, I respect yours. Okay. Now, um, JD, since you're having lunch, in the in now apparently in the neighborhood of my choice, um, what are you drinking? Uh, are you drinking a Negroni, an Aperol Spritzer, or a gin and tonic? At lunch? Yeah. I mean, to start with, obviously you're ordering wine at lunch, but I mean, what are you having? I mean, what are you having as a sharpener? I'm not going to have a not going to have a cocktail before lunch and then have wine and then go back have any expectation of going back to work. Now, do you understand why I was grousing at you the entire time we were in Rome? You have no idea how to live. I... <laughs> for lunch? Of course, no. for lunch. How do you I'll think you're going to have a siesta lunch. if you don't I have a... I have some wine I... with lunch, but I do not wish to have the siesta. But that's how I stay ahead. That's why I'm still alive today is because while everyone else is siesting, I'm foregoing my pre-lunch gin and tonic to get something done. Okay. I think everything could be a trap, Ed. That's why I'm still alive, except for those meetings where I think I'll probably get a medal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fine. JD, what's more distracting and annoying to you? Pets on airplanes, accordions on the metro, tourists in mass. This is good, better, best, right? Yes. Or worse. Yeah, I understand that. But I don't I don't get pets on airplanes, but they don't I don't get pets on airplanes, but they don't bother me as such. Okay. Um so accordions in the metro don't bother me as such, and I'm extremely delighted to see tourists in mass. So tourists in mass are better than accordions in Metro are better than pets on airplanes. But I have no, I have no, you know, I'm delighted to see tourists in mass. Great. Awesome. I think everyone should go to mass. Tourists in mass. Good. No, I don't mean like attending mass. I mean like wandering around taking pictures while you're trying to. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad they're in the church. I mean, okay. you know, what's it to me? Good what's for you. Me? What's it to me? What's it to me with the Metro guy and the, well, what's thing, it to I you with the metro guys? I hate accordion music, but you know. Oh yeah, sure, but you know, you just gotta let it roll. The world doesn't. Okay. No, fair enough. Right, good for yeah. you. Um, where do you want to eat, JD? Uh, do you want to go? To do you want to go to? Or do you want to go to? That's the list. That is the absolute proper order. There's no dispute. You have that, that exactly backwards. You have that well, exactly backwards. I guess we'll let the listeners decide. You. Uh, Fine. People can feel Next. free to write in to write uh, write in and tell JD how wrong he is about Next. that because that is absurd. Okay. <laughs> Next. Um, well, let's just finish. We'll finish off. Um, we'll finish off lunch and then uh, and then we'll call it a day. Uh, good. Yeah. Good. Are you are you getting gelato? And if so, which is the preferable flavor? Are you having strawberry? Are you having pistachio? Or are you having stracciatella? Uh, I like pistachio a lot. That is the correct answer. But it's but I but it's the le- it's the one I'm least likely to get. That's the wrong um, answer. Stracciatella, strawberry, pistachio. Like them <sighs> all a lot. Probably my top three flavors, but I'm getting them the other way. God, I, I'm trying. I'm trying, JD. I'm trying here. Okay, and finally, JD, which is worst, Roman pizza, New York pizza, or airplane food? Uh, airplane food is pretty terrible. Yes. New York pizza is pretty great. No. Roman pizza, if you buy oh, – I don't like the thing that is Roman pi- – I don't mind pizza that you buy by the Graham in Rome. I don't like the thing that is called Roman pizza. You know what I mean? Do you know the distinction that I'm making? I, I find pizza in Rome to be generally speaking pizza, inferior. Are you talking about pizza in Rome or Roman-style pizza? 
I, I actually meant Roman style pizza. Yeah. I do not care for Roman style pizza. Now you can buy like, um, usually by the gram, you know, by, by weight, you know, sort of pizza in Rome. And I don't mind that. I don't care for pizza, Roman style pizza, but it really doesn't matter because I care for airplane food less than either of those. So airplane food is worse than Roman style pizza or pizza in Rome. And, um, and New York pizza is fantastic. Uh, again, I, I would I would say it was a toss up between New York pizza and huh? airplane food, over which I would say no to first. Like, well, I, you would I, be wrong. I wouldn't resort to cannibalism in in either case first. But I mean, I I'd take a I, I'd take a sideways look at you before I bit into New York pizza. Fair enough. Well, Ed, thank you very much for these questions. I I really appreciate it. Uh, they were great. I really learned a lot about you uh, there, and that was fantastic. Um, listeners, Ed and I would just like to take the moment of this moment to say that uh, this has been an interesting week for The Pillar, and um, many of you have um, written to us to express um, prayers for us, to offer your own thoughts or insights on our work, um, to uh, offer um, kind words to us, or to offer thoughts that you have kindly. And I just want to say, like, I, ve- I really am grateful for the listeners that we have of the show and the readers that we have of The Pillar, and um, and, and we keep you all in our prayers and we're grateful very much uh, for yours and, um, and thank you for uh, being a part of the community that is the pillar. Ed? Yes. I, I would like to second that there has been, we've received um, as I think people can probably guess or tell uh, considerable feedback uh, privately and, and in many cases publicly on the, on the quality of our work and character uh, in, in the last few days and to, to have had that, um, leavened with uh, the the responses we've had from from serial listeners to this podcast that has been very positive and very supportive. I'm I'm deeply grateful. It has um, it has not gone unnoticed, guys. I really really thank you. Yeah. With that said, the Pillar Podcast is a production of Pillar Media and Ed and JD Production. I'm your host and Pillar Editor in Chief JD Flynn. I'm joined by my podcasting partner and Pillar Editor Ed Condon, uh, and uh, we'll uh, see you next week. <laughs>